Welcome to Real Truth Real Quick. My name is Rick Smith, Director of Digital Ministries at Watermark Church in Dallas, Texas. I'm here with my friend Todd Wagner. Hello, Rick. Hey, Todd. I got one. Stop me if you heard this one before. Oh, I've heard it. But the question goes like this. <laughs> How far is too far in a dating relationship? I, I, I always tease that every q and I've ever done always starts with questions about predestination and free will and then ends with questions about how far is too far in a dating relationship. It's always going to get to the sex thing. And so this is a great question. A lot of people, I think, sometimes ask the question because what they want to do is make sure that they don't go past it, but they also want the permission to run right up to the edge. That is not what you should want to do. When you think about how far is too far, if you think about it just from a, um, a hiking perspective if you're near a bluff how far can I go near the edge of that bluff before I fall over to my certain and impending doom let's not ask the question so we can go right up to the edge because what happens sometimes when you go right up to the edge whatever that edge is it's easy to lose your balance and so let's uh, all think about that from a physical engagement perspective and a lot of times we go I think I'll just go to here and the reason a lot of that stuff is called foreplay is it's what you do before you play and so why would you do some of the things that uh, are to end in consummation and end in physical intimacy? It's defrauding to take somebody and get them loosened up to play when you have no intention of playing. And the truth is, I would stay as far away from those things as I could, not get right up to the edge. But I do think there's some very specific biblical revelation to this. First, that's four. If we have time, we'll go back and read that talks about how we're to possess our body in sanctification and honor, not in sexual immorality. And so we certainly know there are certain things that are too far. It, it, it talks about how we don't live in lustful uh, patterns. And uh, I'll say this, the best, though, place to take people, I think, is in 1 Timothy. In 1 Timothy chapter 5, it talks about how we're to relate to one another in general. It talks about how younger men aren't to um, rebuke older men sharply, okay, but to appeal to him as a father, to younger men as brothers. And then it says an interesting thing. It says that, that we're to re, uh, relate to older women as mothers and the younger women as sisters, and catch this, in all purity. So, you have a sister, Rick? I don't. You don't. Three brothers. You do got a mama. Got a mom. You kiss your mom? I, I do. Yes. Now, when you kiss her, there's a specific way you kiss her, all right? Uh, you kiss her on the cheek, no problem. You might even kiss your mom on the lips. There's no problem with that if it's a chicken peck kind of a kiss. Yep. But you would agree there are certain kisses with mama that just, we go, that's not uncomfortable. Yeah. That's wrong, all right? I've got a sister. I don't think anybody in the world would have a problem if I kissed her on the cheek, all right? Everybody would have a problem if that kiss turned into a different kind of kiss. I think if you just look at 1 Timothy 5, 2, it's very clear. If you're going to be so bold as to kiss a woman that you're in a courting relationship with tenderly, okay, on the lips, kiss her like you would your mama or your sister. I don't think you kiss your mama or your sister in a way that's going to send off a lot of uh, physical responses in her body that prepares her for more of an engagement. Well, let me just say this. You need to watch yourself in your dating relationship. Sex will keep you in a bad relationship longer than you want to be there. And here's the corollary. It'll drive you out of a good relationship before it's time. You guys might really be good for each other, but you can't control this aspect of your relationship. You'll start to bail because everything is right except we're not doing right by each other and we got to move out. Or I've seen again and again, people stay in there because this physical thing holds them. I've never ever, Rick, married a couple that said to me after they were married, you know, we wish we'd have messed around more before we were married. I've never met one. 
I've met all kinds that said, we have some real issues to work through on trust because we busted through some real barriers that God would not have us. We defrauded one another. We didn't honor God before we were married. And we're not sure that the other person is now going to honor God after we're married. You want to give your wife a great gift? Here's the gift. You be with a woman that you love, that the world celebrates that you're with, okay? That the world would even tell you, it's all right, man, you go ahead. You know what? Have your little fun. And you choose not to have a little fun because it violates principles in God's word because you've already made a covenant commitment to Christ. And then when your wife, one day, when you're away on a business trip, when she can't be physically intimate with you because of some physical reason, okay, she's going to know, this guy's not going to run somewhere else on me because I've seen him discipline himself. Even when the world would tell him it's okay, he didn't do it because God told him that there's a better way to treat me. So the greatest gift of trust that you can give somebody is by having great physical purity before you're married. You're modeling. I'm not going to do what I even want to do. I'm going to do what honors you and honors God. So I think the Bible's pretty specific about how far is too far. Don't do anything with that date, with that fiance, who's not your wife, that you wouldn't do with your mother or your sister. That's not my idea. That's something you got to wrestle with in 1 Timothy 5, 1 and 2. Good stuff. Hey, listen, and we know if you're a single person, this is not an easy thing to do. And so I hope if you're out there and you're watching this, that you're running with a group of girls or guys that are holding you accountable, walking through life with you, someone that can ask you tough questions and that you can be honest with them because you can't do that alone. I mean, it's not something you can do alone. Yeah, you can't make this up on the fly. You've got to not put yourself in situations, Rick, where you're alone, where you won't be interrupted, okay, where your emotions get better of you. Sitting there late at night watching a movie together, feet draped over one another, that's not a plan for fulfilling 1 Timothy 5, 1 and 2. I tell you, watch a movie with your date the way you would with your sister or your mom. People go, that's crazy. And I will tell you that uh, God's way does not align with the world's way. And I would tell you to not be conformed to the world. But if you want to know some real truth, you want a way of blessing, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You reject that, then it doesn't matter what else you're going to do, okay? But we're here to share with you God's loving counsel. And so don't tell me what the world says is okay. The world lives in rebellion to God, and the way of the world is trouble. The way, of the, the way of the fool is treacherous, the scripture says. And so we're trying to protect you from treachery. Yeah, and your future husband and your future wife will thank you on the day of your marriage.